This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Craig Kopp, reporting that the emotional House debate over the 15-week abortion ban got overheated when it was all over. It's almost like a throwback to a worse time in race relations with this, with this dynamic. A feud between Republican Cord Byrd and Democrat Angie Nixon led to a post-session meeting with the Speaker. Nikki Freed gives the governor some driving instructions on redistricting. What they're trying to do to these congressional maps. Yeah. And what I said to the governor this morning or last night, Gov, this ain't your job. Turn on your blinker and get back into your lane. Let the legislator do this. Freed was at a voting rights rally on the Capitol steps, also attended by Congressman Al Lawson, whose district is in the governor's crosshairs. The ability for cities to ban beach smoking is on the way to the House floor. I've been working this issue for six to seven years. Uh, this legislation will allow cities and counties, if they choose, to establish smoke-free zones and designated smoking areas in a public park. And Charlie Crist is a big Britney Spears fan? We'll explain. But first... The House debate on HB5, which bans abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy, lasted until after midnight Wednesday. But the action apparently continued on the House floor. Duval County Democrat Angie Nixon tweeted out after the session that Republican Cord Byrd, also of Duval, exhibited behavior unbecoming of a representative. Her tweet read, Representative Cord Byrd is unhinged. He turned around and began antagonizing and cussing at black caucus members during the HB5 protest in the gallery. I'm disgusted. We can debate our values, but to cuss black members out on the House floor illustrates he's unfit to be in office. Byrd has admitted that he used cuss words about the protesters and claims he has apologized to some Democrats for the outburst. A.G. Gankarski of Florida Politics has been on top of this story. So, I mean, it was a dramatic night last night. Um, There was a lot of drama just in the debate, but then something else happened at the end of the night. What have you been able to determine happened? I guess you've talked to the principals? Yes. I mean, there were protesters in the chamber um, chanting, my body, my choice. Um, That apparently enraged uh, Representative Cord Byrd, uh, Jacksonville Beach Republican, uh, Bird um, started um, yelling, basically, and um, black legislators, um, including Representative Angie Nixon, also of Jacksonville, um, interpret that very strongly as Bird coming at them, and um, it it got heated from there. Um, Nixon um, claimed that he turned around, began antagonizing and cussing at black caucus members during the protest in the gallery. I'm disgusted, she said. We can debate our values, but the cuss black members out on the House floor illustrates them fit to be in office. And and basically, Byrd, um, Nixon, Tra- Traveris McCurdy got into it. Um, this ended up being referred to Speaker Sprouse, um, who brokered some sort of apology um, that Byrd made to McCurdy. But it, it transpired that... Bird also at that point said that Nixon um, had a habit of calling him a white supremacist and things along those lines um, back home. 
Um, so there's a lot of tension here with these people. Yeah, um, a lot of it sounds like a, a lot of bad blood. I was wondering about um, discipline. I mean, there are you know rules of decorum on the floor of the house, and so this ad actually ended up in the speaker's office. Yeah, and, and Nixon has called for Byrd's censure, and I don't know what, if anything, is going to come of that. That ultimately would be Speaker Sproul's uh, decision, and I mean, I. I would assume Speaker Sprouls would just want to get through this as quickly as possible. But, you know, it, it was just something where Nixon he claims expletives were used um, that we can't use here. Um, and um, Well, we could, but it would violate my rules of decorum. <laughs> yes, it would, it would it violate podcast rules for sure. I mean, it, it was just I was I was taken aback by the graphicness of the quotes. And I, I've written about it. And you know, it's something where, you know, for, for representatives like Nixon and McCurdy, I mean, they're both former legislative aides. And they have stressed that point. They're, they're not people that are new to the process. And, um, you know, it, it literally shocked their conscience. Other Democrats, like Representative Dan Daly, also backs their reading events. And we're not hearing any Republicans coming to court Byrd's defense. And I find that to be telling and significant. Um, you know, there's not a single person that's coming to his defense. And the narrative Democrats are pushing is that Republicans have kind of turned a blind eye um, to uh, comments and behavior. But they can't in this case because it was too egregious. It was too over the line. And that's the crux of what we have here. So this is not... I mean, tempers get heated um, in debate sometimes. Uh, they're kind of clever when they go back and forth when they're on mic um, going after each other. But this is this is unusual, correct? This is not something that happens. No, I mean, this this especially with Nixon and Byrd, this has been building for a while. I mean, if you go back to a Duval delegation meeting before the session, um, they had words in that meeting and Nixon tweeted about it. And Byrd brought it up when I talked to him um, that, um, you know, she has she's she's gone to social media before and blown things up. And that's his claim. And you basically have people who are you know, in their forties, younger people here, but you know, you can, you can basically see there. It's almost like a throwback to a worse time in race relations with this, with this dynamic. That, is, that seems awfully significant in, at, at this particular time. You know, tensions have been running high. The Democrats have been fighting uh, uh, uphill battles on all sorts of issues in the House and in the Senate. Uh, to it to come to a head like this is disturbing. Yeah, it is. It, but you, you put it into context, like you just said, like things like critical race theory and the governor's ongoing war against that, the stop woke bill. Um, that's been going through the legislature. Um, you know, there are a host of microaggressions that black lawmakers, that other lawmakers um, see happening from white Republicans. And, you know, that's the relevant context. And the thing that Nixon McCurdy pointed out is that, you know, this was just a bridge too far for them. It was like, you know, one too many incidents, one too many microaggressions. And, it led to people saying some very powerful things on record. And so will the Democrats push the idea of censor? Do you have any uh, feel for that? 
Um, I don't know where that's going or what the momentum is for that, but there certainly seems to be um, a lot of appetite among people who heard and witnessed that exchange. So, I mean, that's something that's going to build over the coming days. We'll have to watch it. A.G. Gankarski, Florida Politics. Uh, appreciate the reporting and appreciate the time. Hey, thanks a lot. Thank you. The Tallahassee NAACP held a voting rights rally on the Capitol steps, where many speakers complained about what they see as voter suppression laws moving through this session. Agriculture Secretary Nikki Freed, who's also running for the Democratic nomination for governor, lashed out at Florida Governor Ron DeSantis for bringing out his own redistricting maps. What they're trying to do to these congressional maps. And what I said to the governor this morning or last night, Gov, this ain't your job. Turn on your blinker and get back into your lane. Let the legislator do this. Minority access districts. He wants this fight, so we will bring this fight. And this legislature and this governor who want to talk about election security, maybe they should look in their own backyard. Maybe they should look at the fraud that's happened all across our state. So they want to talk about what they need to do to protect our elections. Look at the mirror and look at themselves. Yeah. Don't be piling some of this BS that is behind us. BS, y'all. Because that's what exactly is going on. And that's what the people of our state are going to hear. And they're going to read through this. And they're going to rise above it. Yeah. And we're going to march. And we're going to march right to the polls. We are going to turn our state blue. Also at the rally, District 5 Congressman Al Lawson, whose district is one the governor thinks should be redrawn. He focused on the continued fight to protect voting rights and remembered voting rights lion John Lewis. The last conversation that I had with John Lewis, John Lewis told me that every time he go into the ballot box, he get teary-eyed. And the reason why he get teary-eyed is he think about his parents. And all the people across America, how they suffer for the opportunity to vote. You got to get over the head. He died with the mission that he had with Martin Luther King. To give people the opportunity to share an American dream. You know, one great president said, and if Kennedy, people will allow notice, not only remember what we say here, but they will never forget what we did here. Florida Politics is reporting that Lawson told reporters at the rally that he'd like a sit-down with Governor DeSantis to find out what problems he has with Lawson's district. Lawson said the governor's involvement is a move to strengthen his presidential hopes against the still-powerful Donald Trump. Lawson said he doesn't think DeSantis can beat Trump. If you were unemployed by the pandemic in 2020, you certainly remember problems with Florida's unemployment system. It had a complete breakdown. Today, Democratic legislators and the AFL-CIO held a news conference about legislation aimed at reforming the unemployment system. The AFL-CIO's Dr. Rich Templin said the system's computers weren't the only thing that failed. The computer problems and the long wait times and everything that people went through to apply. The other half of the story is that 85% or more of people who applied were deemed ineligible. Most Floridians did not get a dime 
out of our unemployment insurance system. Democratic Senator Randolph Bracey says Senate Bill 1568 and its companion House bill will reform the broken system. It would only raise the unemployment compensation $100 a week, and it would extend the benefits from 12 weeks to 14 weeks. That is a minimal increase, but it will make a huge difference. And I also want to just say, this is not people who are trying to live off the government. I hear that as a talking point as to why we should increase the pay for unemployment. This is for a short, specified amount of time that will help people in their most vulnerable state get back on their feet. A bill to allow localities to control smoking outdoors at public parks and beaches is on its way to the House floor. Republican Thad Altman has been working on this issue for a while. I've been working this issue for six to seven years. Uh, This legislation will allow cities and counties, if they choose, to establish smoke-free zones and designated smoking areas in a public park. Current law does not allow cities and counties to do that. Our children are currently playing on playgrounds, are in skate parks, and are in ball fields, and in the grandstands, literally games with inconsiderate smokers. For the help and safety, health and safety of our children, please vote yes on this important bill. The city manager of Indian Harbor Beach has been working on the issue for a long time, too. I was here when we implemented the constitutional amendment uh, to provide smoke-free workplaces. And I was involved as our local president of the Lung Association uh, in the constitutional amendment that passed by over 70 percent. Uh, one thing that we did do, we preempted everything to the state, but we have a precedent. We did allow school boards to uh, provide smoke-free zones for their faculty uh, and gave them jurisdictional opportunities. Now we're, this will mostly help children provide smoke-free zones in our parks and beaches um, to separate that from our kids. That was a major emphasis of the bill. The House Health and Human Services Committee did just that. Here's some of what's happening in Florida politics today. The Senate's scheduled to hold a floor session at 9 this morning. The House Congressional Redistricting Subcommittee will meet this morning, too. Also, the Revenue Estimating Conference will hold an impact conference, which involves analyzing potential costs of legislation. The State Medical Examiner's Commission will meet in Central Florida. The Florida Board of Dentistry will meet in Gainesville. And finally... It's the story of the congressman and the pop star we've all been waiting for, or not. We are talking about the newly Instagrammed friendship between Florida congressman and gubernatorial candidate Charlie Crist and one Britney Spears. On her Insta account, Spears posted a letter she received from Crist and Congressman Eric Swalwell, inviting her to come to speak in Washington about her horrible experience with conservatorship and her new advocacy around that issue. The congressman wrote, Many concerning issues that are commonplace in the guardianship and conservatorship process were brought to light. Your journey towards justice will inspire and empower many others who are improperly silenced by the conservatorship process. This after Spears' much-publicized legal victory late last year, freeing her from a 13-year conservatorship under her father. She testified publicly about conservatory abuse and was, for the first time, able to choose her own lawyer to fight it. She won. In her Instagram post, Spears wrote that she was immediately flattered by the congressman's letter. 
I'm grateful that my story was even acknowledged, Spears wrote, because of the letter I felt heard and like I mattered for the first time in my life. I'm so happy for her and glad that her conservatorship resolved, Chris said in a statement. God bless her. That's it for today's edition of Sunrise. I'm Craig Kopp. Join us again Monday as we do another daily dive into Florida politics.